if you're new to our church, you may not realize that the whole month of November, we had a, a focused emphasis on being generous for our own community. And it's because we're a generous church throughout the year, but we like to make generosity simple in November. And so we have a campaign. This is our second year. We call it Be Rich. And because we are rich as Americans, we're so blessed compared to most people around the world, we want to be able to do more and give more with what we have. And we love giving. And one of the reasons we love giving is because it's a reminder of who our God is, that God is a giving God and he is a generous God. And we think this giving campaign flows naturally into the Christmas season because Christmas is about giving. In fact, Christmas is really more exciting whenever you give than when you receive. Now, I'm all for receiving, just so you'll know, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm a Scrooge. But when I was a kid, I thought that the getting was the most important part of Christmas, that Christmas was what, about what I got. But when you grow up, and especially whenever you, you mature a little bit, and you see a need of, that someone else has, and you can meet that need, or you see a desire or a dream that they have, or an ambition that they have, and you can meet that, you find more joy in actually giving than in getting. I know whenever we had children, Christmas was transformed, because Christmas then became more about giving to them, and the excitement on their faces as they saw presents appearing under the tree, and as they anticipated Christmas morning, and then to watch them with excitement open up those gifts. I discovered that really the greatest joy at Christmas is in the giving, not the getting. And one of my favorite verses of Scripture, it's kind of hard to call any verse of the Bible your favorite. You know, I love them all. It's kind of like saying, you know, my favorite child, uh, and I love all three of my kids. Uh, but there's a verse of Scripture that I love, and I, I use it quite often in my own life, and I share it from time to time on Sundays. Can anybody guess what it is? Yeah, John 3, 16. You've been around. Say, say it out loud with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Don't you love that? For God so loved the world. Dear friend, I don't know who you are and what you're dealing with. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're not. Here's something you need to mark down today, and you don't ever need to doubt from this day forward, and that is whether or not God loves you. God loves you. He loved the world, and he loved the world in such a way that he demonstrated his love by giving his only begotten son, Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about the son of God who existed uncreated and co-eternal with God the Father in eternity past, fully divine, fully God, but who took on the nature of humanity, became one of us, the God-man, one person, two natures, Jesus being born on that first Christmas morning to demonstrate for us in flesh and blood, in life and in language, the love of God. Never doubt again whether God loves you because God has demonstrated his love in more ways than we can imagine, but supremely in sending his son Jesus into the world over 2,000 years ago. And when Jesus lived his life, he lived a righteous life. He lived a perfect life. And when he went from that cradle 
grew up, became a man, and went to a cross. He died for us. He was not just dying as an example of love, although that certainly is the supreme example of love. He was dying to forgive us of our sin, to be the, the atonement, the payment for the wrong that we have done in life. I don't, I don't know what your credit score is, you know, if you went and wanted to borrow some money, maybe you, have a, maybe you have a pretty poor credit score. Maybe you have an awesome credit score. I can tell you this, spiritually speaking, we all have a terrible credit score. We're all sinners. We've all messed up. But Jesus had a perfect credit score. You know what he did on the cross? He said, I'll give you credit for my credit score. I'll give you credit for my righteous life. And I will take all of your sin on myself. And I'll pay the price that you could never pay yourself. That's what Christmas is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. He gave the heaven's best. And he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. That whoever you are, if you'll just simply believe in Jesus. Not just intellectual belief, but actually trusting in Jesus. To forgive you of your sin and to be your Lord and Savior, then you won't perish in your sin whenever you die. You won't spend eternity separated from God. No, instead, you will have eternal life now and forever. It's a free gift that you get because Jesus paid the price for you. That's what Christmas is all about. And the reason we love giving of our time and giving of our talent and giving of our money and giving of our testimony of our faith in Jesus like Sarah did today on the video is because we believe that shows the generosity of our great God. He's been good to us and generous to us, so we want to be good and generous to other people. In Fort Caroline Baptist Church, you are the most generous church I've ever known. You guys are absolutely amazing. In fact, last night at Jingle Jam, a, a dad... Uh, leaned over to me and he said uh, they had been here before a few years ago got transferred away and now they're back and and he said you just do not know how thrilled we are to be home he said we don't have family in Jacksonville but this is our family and he said we you know we found a church when we were out of town but it was not Fort Caroline Baptist Church it just was not the same and he said we were so thrilled whenever we were able to come back because of this church. So I want you to know that. You need to hear that you are making a difference because of your generosity and your love and the way you give of yourself. And today we're going to celebrate what you did during the Be Rich campaign. But listen, this is just a microcosm of who you are and what you do. In fact, there's so much that you do that I don't even know about. Someone came up to me after the first service this morning and said, Pastor, I don't think you know that... A lot of the members of this church actually support the mission work we do in the inner city here in Jacksonville. She said, you know, we have Bible clubs for children in the inner city, and we feed kids, and we love them, and we do a big thing for them at Christmas because some of them wouldn't have any Christmas gifts whatsoever if it wasn't for the ministry that we are a part of. And, you know, he, this lady said, and we knew that, you know, the Be Rich campaign, a lot of things were being promoted and people were asked to give. And so we decided we weren't going to mention anything because we just didn't want to add one more thing. She said, but you know what? People came up to us anyway and said, we're going to give. 
And she said, I just want you to know this church is amazing. I didn't know they did that. I didn't know you did that. But helping kids right here in the inner city of Jacksonville. Thank you. I didn't know you did that. Uh, two Sundays ago, somebody walked up to me and said, here's a check for $1,000. Go help two families. Give them 500 each. What? They said, yeah, don't tell anybody our name. But we've decided we're not giving gifts to each other. We want to give away to somebody else in need. So this week, on your behalf, we were able to bless two families who would not have had Christmas if it hadn't been for that church family. So I could go on and on and on and give you examples of how you guys do things that never get promoted from the stage, never get in the bulletin, aren't a part of our church budget. And I would still miss a lot of things. Now, here's why we do what we do in the Be Rich campaign. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. Paul is writing to a young pastor named Timothy, and he's wanting to encourage him about how to lead his congregation because pastors need some encouragement, and we need instruction, and we need some guidance. And so Paul, the older, more experienced pastor, was encouraging Timothy, the younger pastor, and he even told him, you know, Timothy, you need to preach about giving once in a while. You need to help people with their stewardship of how they manage their resources for God. Because as Christians, it's first the lordship of Christ and then stewardship. It all works together. So he said in verse 17, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Paul says to those who are rich in this present age. Now, according to modern day standards, we are all rich compared to most people in the world. And we are certainly all rich compared to everyone in the first century world in which Paul and Timothy lived. And he says, so if you have more... I'm going to encourage you to teach your congregation not to put their hope in those things. There's nothing wrong with having stuff. But if you put your hope, your confidence, your trust in your stuff, you're going to discover those things are notoriously uncertain. They're here today, but they could be gone tomorrow. You have a beautiful home today, but it could burn to the ground tomorrow. You have a great 401k plan, but the stock market could crash tomorrow. You have a lot of nice stuff, but you could be robbed tonight. Don't put your hope in the uncertainty of riches, but set your hope on God. He is the sure foundation. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one who will never leave you nor forsake you. If your hope is in stuff, and today your hope is here, your stuff is here, but tomorrow your stuff is gone, where's your hope? It's gone. You've lost it all. But no matter what happens in this life, whether you're up or you're down, if your hope is in God, your hope is secure. And he says, now, there's nothing wrong with having things because it's God, after all, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Who do you think made the sunrise this morning? Who do you think gives you breath to breathe? Who, who do you think keeps that heart of yours beating? Who gives us food on our table? And who gives us this great nation in which to live? And all the other blessings that we can think of, if you trace them back to their ultimate source, you'll end up at the throne of God. And he richly, lavishly, abundantly gives us everything to enjoy. Even if you are rich, nothing bad about being rich. Contrary to what you hear in popular culture, being rich is not a bad thing. In fact, enjoy if you have it, but be grateful to God if you have it. And be careful because you might not always have it. 
here today, gone tomorrow. And then he, he gives us some instructions in verse 18. He says, or he writes, they, the people who are rich, that's all of us, they are to do good, to be rich, that's where we get the title, be rich, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. So don't feel bad about what you have. Do good with what you have. Do good. Have a life that is characterized by actions that no one can condemn. Good things. And not only do good, but be rich in good works. Don't just do good once in a while. Or one emphasis a month uh, for the year. No, no. Be rich. Be lavish. Be super abundantly supplied in your good works. And be generous. And I love this part. And be ready to share. You're ready. You're eager to share. You're waiting on an opportunity to share. This is not where, great, I've got to share something. They're going to make me and everybody else is. And I feel guilty after that sermon the preacher preached. No, no, no. The right attitude is be ready. When God directs you to be generous with what you have, then you're ready. You're ready because you budgeted to be generous. And you're ready because your attitude and your heart is you want to be generous. You're just looking for God to direct you. Now, if you don't hear God telling you to do something, don't do it. But when God speaks to your heart, go for it and be ready to give. And here's what's happening whenever you're giving. Verse 19, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Paul's talking about the future, not just the future of this life, but your future in the next life. He's already referred to this present age, which means there is a coming age. He's talking about this world, but there's going to be another world. It is the time where we stand before God one day in eternity, and we give an account to God for how we've lived in time. You remember from the movie The Gladiator or Gladiator? Russell Crowe's character is rallying his troops together before battle. And he says to them, men, remember what we do in time echoes in eternity. And Paul is saying something similar. Listen, how you live your life now will determine the rewards God is able to give you later. He's not saying do good now to earn your salvation later. No, you're not ever going to work your way to heaven. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. No, but we are serving so that one day we can hear Jesus say to us, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. We're living now for God because one day we want to stand, we know we're going to stand before Him to give an account of the deeds done in the body, whether good or evil, and we want to do good and be rewarded for that. You say, Well, I don't do what I do to be rewarded. That's great, but God's going to reward you anyway. Because that's who God is. He's a generous God who's going to bless you for being more like Him. And so during the month of November, we just tried to make generosity simple. And so we asked you to give money. And we said, if you give money, we're going to take 100% of this offering and give it to a local nonprofit that is making a difference in our community. 
And our criteria was not to find a nonprofit that was a Christian nonprofit. We, we really honestly didn't care whether they were a faith-based organization or not. What we cared about was, are they making a difference in our community, in real people's lives? It just so happened that God put on my heart and then our staff and then our leaders' hearts a local nonprofit called Her Song, which rescues women from human trafficking right here in Jacksonville. And... We talked to Rachel White, who is the founding director of Her Song, and, and she said, yeah, we have a need. So we, we presented that need to you. We showed you a video and a testimony of a life that has been changed. And we asked you to give a, to uh, an offering, and our goal was $10,000. And that was going to be a huge gift to them. And they were so excited that we were challenging you to give $10,000. And you know how much you gave? You'll have to wait. I'll tell you in a minute. We also asked you to give time. So we wanted you to give money, and we'd send 100% of that to her song. But we also wanted you to have some skin in the game, because often it's easy for some people to write a check and then done. Don't have to think about it again, not really invested in it. My heart's not in it. doesn't really cost me anything. Um, so we wanted, we wanted to spend some time. The other reason we wanted you to spend time is because some can give money. Others can't, but they can give time. And so we wanted everyone to have an opportunity to be a part of this campaign of unleashing generosity in our community. And for many years now, our church has been a faith-based partner with Mayport Elementary School. And they serve a community that has many people who struggle uh, to make ends meet, and many of those kids uh, struggle to have food on the table. In fact, every Friday, some of you are down there packing backpacks of blessing you send home 350 or 400 uh, meals uh, every weekend to help feed them. But over and above that, we asked the school, what do you need? And they said, well, we have many projects around the campus that the county doesn't pay for and we don't have time to do. If you could do some painting, if you could do some cleaning up of our property, if you could do some pressure washing, if you could uh, pour a little concrete. And, and our team said, say no more. We, we, just give us a list and we'll get volunteers. So we asked you to give your time. So on a Sunday morning after church, we said, meet us over at the school. We'll feed you lunch and we'll work at the school. What many of you did not know is at the same time, we sent, I don't know, 10 or 15 time of people or 20 people to another place. Is that about right? Over 20. Because I wasn't there. Over 20 people to a home that had been donated for her song to use as an office and from what i've heard this home was not in the best shape and hadn't been painted in maybe decades and so our team went over there and painted this home on that same sunday now while we all went to mayport elementary school and did our work that morning and then we brushed off our hands and said we're done we're out of here they had to go back a second time to do the second coat on that home. So they did that a couple of weeks ago or so or a week ago. So they, they went and invested time. We also asked you to give toys, to give gifts to our children at the Florida Baptist Children's Home. They have something called Santa's Workshop. And they said, we really need toys. And so they gave us a list of the toys they needed. And uh, we set a goal of 300 toys. And they were so excited about that. And then we finally asked you in the month of November to give food. We wanted you to both bring food that we would donate to our local food pantry that ministers and supports the needs of families in our local community. Our church does that every month, by the way. Plus, we send them money every month because when you give an offering, 
your regular tithes to our church. We send money every month to them. But this was on top of that. And so we said, let's, let's give them a ton of food. Uh, and so we, we set a, a goal of uh, 2,000 pounds of food. And they were so excited. But the second part of giving away food is we had 500 boxes of blessing. It was food for Thanksgiving that you guys packed, did 500 boxes in one night. And then the next morning, you gave away 200 to our community. Uh, many of us went door to door, knocked on doors, and gave away those boxes. And then the next Sunday morning, the 300 that were left, you took and gave away. We gave away 500 boxes of blessing. And so what I wanted to do is share with you today the totals of what God did through you so that we can celebrate together the difference that God has made in the life of our church. So do you want to you know the totals? Okay, in just a moment, we'll share this now. Watch this video. Be Rich, a movement of generosity led by simply giving. Be Rich, a campaign that brings people, causes, and opportunity together. Together, people united under the banner of generosity with one simple goal. To make a difference. To make a difference. To make a difference. A difference, an impact, a change, a release of hope, Joy and light in Jacksonville. A difference for our friends, our neighbors, and those we'll never meet. A difference that can spark generational impact. And making that difference was simple. 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 In a complicated world, can making a difference really be simple? During Be Rich, it is because of you. Through money, time, gifts, and food, an immediate and tangible difference was made around us. Here's what happened in Be Rich 2019. To everyone who served or gave, thank you. Together, a wave of generosity was spread around Jacksonville. Let's keep this generosity going year-round. You can make a difference around you every day. Love others well and give generously. Love others well and give generously. Love others well and give generously. Thank you for giving. Amen. Man, do you know how hard it's been to keep that secret? <laughs> I've known for a week and I wanted to just shout it from the mountaintops. You guys are amazing. And a part of that $50,000 plus that we were able to give to her song uh, was money that was donated by a family who matched the $25,000 plus that you gave in a week. Isn't that amazing? 
And I love how God works because uh, I received a text from Rachel uh, who, who uh, we shared with her this scripture from 1 Timothy uh, 6, 17 through 19. And she said, Ricky, I wept as I read this passage. I'm just in awe to sit here on the receiving end of a people who are going after God, who are doing good, who are extravagantly generous, who are rich in helping others is just indescribable. To partner in storing up a treasure, a treasury of souls in heaven, of love freely shared with those who feel unlovable, is the best feeling in the world. Our hearts are overflowing with gratitude for FCBC's gifts to us. Thank you all so very much. And so on Rachel's behalf, I also thank you. I know one of the board members, I didn't know at the time that he was a board member, he's a fellow pastor, and... Uh, we were having lunch one day, and he just brought up her song, and we were talking, and he mentioned, you know, we just got this huge financial need, and, and I'm just sitting there just smiling, just thinking, dude, you just wait. <laughs> you just wait, because I know God has already answered your prayer, and you don't even know it. So thank you, Fort Caroline. You are awesome. Awesome. You know, I got a card from the children's home, uh, Sunday Goodnight, is a dear friend of mine, and uh, she's a great uh, worker there at the children's home, and she sent me this Christmas card to you, the church. Uh, thank you so much for your partnership and support of One More Child. That is, their, that is their goal, is that if we could just help one more child. So we helped this many yesterday, today's goal, just one more. So thank you for what you did with One More Child. Uh, what would we do without you? You have been a blessing beyond measure. May the joy of Jesus be with you and your church this Christmas season. We are forever grateful for you. And so are the over 249,000 children and families we serve all across the state of Florida. And so on behalf of the Florida Baptist Children's Home, uh, I bring you their gratitude as well. Arlington Community Services that you gave uh, a ton of food to, literally a ton of food to. They said, thank you. You guys have helped us last year feed families throughout the year, and you've done it again this year. And so they were so grateful. And Mayport Elementary School, I, I don't have it with me, but they sent us a thank you card, and they were so overwhelmed with the generosity of our church and how beautiful the property looked um, after we left that day. And so they wanted me to express their gratitude as well. In fact, here, here's something that's, that's good to hear. When you add up what we did last year and this year, think about this. We didn't do gifts last year for the children's home. That was a new thing this year. But we did give time and food and money last year. So between last year and this year, you've given over a thousand hours of volunteer time in our community. You've given enough boxes of blessing to feed 2,400 people. You've given over 6,000 pounds of food to Arlington Community Service. And now you've given $66,000, because we gave 16,000 last year, you've given $66,000 to help rescue women right here in our city. Thank you. Let's give God a hand. That is awesome. And now you know, if you're a guest here today, why I said this is one of the most generous churches in the world. 
And now you know why I tell my pastor friends, this is a pastor's dream. This church is a pastor's dream. You guys are awesome, and I'm so humbled to, uh, to be with you and to work together and partner together with you. During the middle of our campaign, a man came up to me, one of our church members, uh, one of our senior adults, and he made this statement to me. He said, you're our pastor. You lead us where God's leading you, and we will follow. He said, as long as you're following God, we're going to be behind you. He said, I hope this campaign helps you see this church is ready for you to just say, this is what God's called us to do. Let's go and do it. And as your pastor, the Be Rich campaign demonstrates what we can do when we come together in unity of heart and unity in strategy to reach and bless this community. And the year 2020 is going to be a year that we dedicate ourselves to coming together in unity of heart and strategy for one purpose, and that is to reach this community with the love of Jesus Christ. And the Be Rich campaign shows us what God can do through us when we come together. Let me also say that this campaign was supported by people of all ages, and sometimes when the big gifts are mentioned, we fail to remember that the majority of the gifts were smaller, given by people and individuals and teenagers and children next door who all participated in giving of time and food and money and toys. This was a true multi-generational church-wide effort. And why did we do it? We did it to show the love of Jesus Christ and we did it to be like our God, who is so loving and so generous with us. If you're not a follower of Jesus today, we invite you, place your trust in him as your Lord and your Savior. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, keep this going. We want you to not let this be just a, a once-a-year campaign, but we want this to be who we are every day inside the walls of the church and outside in our community. So love others and serve well, and I know that God will be glorified and honored in that. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in the stillness of this moment, we're humbled by what you have done through your people here at Fort Caroline. And we thank you and praise you for everyone who worked so hard. God, I, I really am grateful for the church volunteers who organized each one of these teams, each one of these endeavors, and they made it happen. They planned it. They, they resourced it. They gathered people together. And you used them. So God, would you bless each and every one who had a hand in, in making the Be Rich campaign possible. God, would you also pour out your blessings on those who were able to give whatever it was and however much it was and to whichever cause it was. You know their heart. Would you bless them, God, and let them know that they are making a difference in people's lives. And that one of these days, maybe only in eternity, they're going to be able to see what you truly accomplished through them and through this church. And God, I thank you for this church. While there are so many who are turning away from church and organized religion, this church is demonstrating one of the reasons Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it because we are a people called out of the darkness 
into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are called out of the darkness into the light to come together and to do more for the world together than we could ever do individually. So God, I thank you for this church in this community. And I pray for your richest blessings to be upon it as we seek to follow Jesus. And God, I pray that you would help us to connect our generosity with the gospel. We don't want to just do good, but we love doing good, whether people are Christians or not, whether they're people of different faiths or different backgrounds or lifestyles or politics, we could care less. We want to help meet needs of people. But God, when they ask us why, why are we doing this? We want to be ready to share with them the gospel of Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection and his coming again. And we want to call men and women and boys and girls and families to put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And so would you help us to be on mission with you in this community for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God, may we leave this place today not saying, what a great church, what a great pastor, what a great staff. May we leave this place today saying, what a great God. And we're so humbled that you would save us and then allow us to serve you and to serve others. Thank you for the privilege, God, of what we've been able to do together by your grace. Thank you for multiplying our efforts. And we commit it all to the glory of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.